Hi, you're listening to Wimbledon, hosted by me, Nick Ray. Hi, everyone. Welcome. What's up? I don't know. I've got to change up the start of this podcast. <laughs> it always starts the same way. Uh, again, super excited this week. I've got a great guest, uh, Matt Stenbach. He's a former boss, but he's also actually a good friend. So uh, it's a bit sneaky of me this week because I've invited a good friend onto the podcast uh, who I don't get to connect with barely at all anymore because we've, we're living in all different parts of the world. Uh, so uh, it's great to have him on the line and we can have a, a conversation uh, about life and winning and everything else. Uh, but Matt, firstly, I would like to pass over to you uh, over there in Zurich to tell us a little bit about yourself, a bit about your background and what you're up to now. Well, thanks, Nick. Thanks for having me. It's exciting. It's um, I told you I'm a big fan of podcasts myself, but I've never been on one before. So this is a first for me as well. So uh, thank you for, for that experience. Um, yeah, so a little bit about myself. I'm... Um, I'm originally, my, my dad is Finnish. I grew up in, in Finland. He's a, he's a Swedish-speaking Finn. Uh, my mom's Norwegian, so we're very sort of Nordic family, um, but uh, but also quite international. So we moved moved when I was 11. We moved abroad, uh, first to first to Switzerland, then to Denmark, and, and then I sort of got stuck in that lifestyle a little bit. And, and um, I went back to Finland for university, but then then uh, then headed back to back to to France for a year university and then England for a year and and it sort of carried on from there and of course I met my my future wife in in France she's English but we met in France she was we were both exchange students and 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 then I sort of ended up in in England in London living with her I feel like everybody ends up in London at some point in their life right if you're <laughs> if you're European um, and from there yeah that's where I um, that's where I started working um, had a few different odd jobs and a few few fun jobs kind of in between but uh, but then I started um, then I found my way to EF which is of course the company where we met that I'm sure your listeners have heard about before as well um, and I've been at EF now for for 18 years which um, which seems like a, a a short long time it it, it feels like yesterday still um, and actually, actually, yesterday I was having a, a, a reunion call with some of the people I, I first started working with at EF, which was a lot of fun. And we still we still know each other well, and we still hang out. But uh, but lots of different jobs within EF. So I mean, that's been the saving grace, right? That's why I'm still there. And I think I've I've changed probably every every two or three years. I've I've had a new job, and and that's that's kept it interesting. Um, currently, I am in sort of the operations world so in, in in what we call ef tours which is the the we, we essentially run sort of educational and, and cultural tours for for different groups of people um and i'm now sort of overseeing a, a kind of a futuristic project where we're we're looking at how we can um how we can do what we do better in the future and, and i've got sort of a, a, a three years three years to figure it out and, and work with uh, with our current teams and work a, a lot with our technology teams as well to to figure out how we can um, how we can really adapt to 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 what we think the future is going to look like and 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 build a new uh, a new team around that so very exciting stuff I'm, I'm super excited about it um, but um, but yeah that's a that's a little synopsis that's awesome so you're two years away from getting a fancy watch I, I believe we're near 20 years in the company is that right you get a, you get a watch you know, I, I, <laughs> that that's is a good a, good point I hadn't thought about that that's that's <laughs> worth staying around for isn't it <laughs> and your three-year project should see you through that that watch uh, watch ceremony no that's awesome uh, yeah I guess just to flesh it out a little bit Matt's was briefly my manager for a while we worked quite closely in the operations team and he briefly took over as my manager and uh, he is a, a very humble guy uh, and one of the nicest people you'll you'll meet and uh, I'm gonna try and make him blush it is being recorded on video this so. <laughs> but uh, Matt, Matt is uh, loved all around EF and, and so I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, if this podcast is going to be listened to by a few EFers as well uh, along the way taking an interest in what Matt has to say about things so um, yeah I'd like to start actually Matt's because uh, we we, we uh, we actually connected recently because you wrote something on LinkedIn and it really struck me. There's been a few people actually from EF, former EFers and, and EFers 
who are currently still there, uh, writing a bit about the world as it is now, because I, I also lost my job with EF because of the whole pandemic and the way things worked. And and sadly, you know, so many people in EF uh, were, were really badly, I mean, incredibly badly affected by the, the pandemic because world travel just dried up. And, and of course, it's a lot about students traveling all over the world. So it's been a, an extremely difficult time for so many people. But I think yeah. your, your post really struck me because it, it wrote about from the perspective of how you guys have managed uh, going through that process and just how proud you are of the, the teams. And, and uh, I will actually, I'll put a link below somewhere, wherever you see links in this, whatever your format you're listening to this in, I'll put a link to Matt's, uh, Matt's post because I think it's well worth reading through. But but I, if you don't mind, Matt, just take us through a little bit about the, some of the challenges and what also what prompted you to write that, uh, that post. Um, yeah, I mean, it's been... It's been a year like no others, right? For for all of us, um, for many different reasons, and and certainly, you know, in the travel industry, it's been a it's been a huge shock to the system. And um, you know, having been around for as long as I have, there's been there's been plenty of sort of crises that we've we've gone through and 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 got through. And and of course, we at the time we thought those it couldn't get much worse than that. You know, whether it was tsunamis or or you know shootings in Paris and, uh, you know, like there's, there's a, there's a lot that happens when you have thousands and thousands of people around the world spread out, right. Um, that you go through, but, but this really has been something different. Right. And, um, the, the blog, uh, well, the, the, the post, the blog post I wrote that you're referring to was about sort of what happened when, when the world really did shut down. And, and of course we had a lot of groups on the road at the time. And, uh, and of course, it was it, it's it, it was one of those things that you you spend a lot of time preparing for but you never sort of fully prepared for it right and um and at that point you just kind of rely on instincts most most of the time right um but but yeah it's it's uh it it's been a it's been a crazy year and, and with a lot of learnings a lot of you know introspectiveness and um and uh and and also a lot of lot of hope i think it's been it's been the first time that i've seen really like the whole a whole industry pull together the way the way it has and uh and i've had more conversations with people from outside our company this year than than ever before um and it's 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 been sort of like um you know a survival exercise for 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 a whole industry and um and i think it you know the the mood shifted the first six months i think were you know a lot of just figuring out how do we survive like how do we financially survive how do we how do we keep customers on board with us how do we keep them happy and and uh how do we keep them thinking about the future and then i think there was a shift probably probably about six six months later where where the the talk kind of went towards the future more and um and it it sort of reminds me like my my dad uses this expression all the time i th i think it was winston churchill who said it originally but you know never never waste a good crisis right that's uh that's something that um that that came to mind at the time because because at some point you've got to sort of look forward right and you've got to you got to think how do i how do i use this as an opportunity and uh and of course there you, you know as as sad as it was uh that we that we lost some great colleagues sad as it was that you know a lot of i a lot of my team was on on furlough and 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 we weren't with the team and we were working from home and things like that it also offered a lot of good things like we had a lot more time to think um think about the future and prepare for the future and we had a lot of time to do those you know the little projects that that had always been there that we always wanted to do but never had time for and um and so so I think I think a lot of uh, in the end a lot of good is going to come out of it. Of course, I, I I wish this pandemic had never happened. It's it's a horrible thing, and mm. and uh, and uh, you know certainly there's been a lot of uh, a lot of misery associated with it. But but at the same time, I do think uh, for us and 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 probably for everybody in the world, you know, it's 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 also given us a little bit of a pause and an opportunity to to, to think forward and um, and and hopefully come out of this and, and create sort of a better future um, 
for for ourselves, for the industry, for for our company, but also for for humanity. And I think that's that's something I've 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 tried to sort of cling on to, and and certainly has helped me get through it. And I think probably helped our team get through it as well. And um, and and you know things like you know sustainability is a huge thing now, right? Um, everybody's talking about it, but I think this really again like this this crisis gave everybody a little bit of an opportunity to to rediscover nature and i think that that was a big thing i'm i don't, I don't know about you nick uh, but i certainly got out a lot more um there was nothing else to do right but uh, but to get out into nature and it was fantastic and and um and and i just hope we come out of this in a, in a with a sort of more responsible mindset um all of us whatever we're doing or wherever we are yeah, I think, I, I mean, I, I totally agree. We got, I did get out in nature more, although I, I try, try and get out in nature as much as possible and get my headspace out there. So, yeah. But I, I think when I knew I was uh, leaving EF, I mean, I, uh, you know, I tried to make sure I finished strong, but I just, I just went on a, a fitness binge because I was like, okay, the one thing I can control here is my yeah. engine and try and get that, you know, like working as well as I can. And, and you know, that that was kind of great for my mindset i suppose uh so that's how that's exactly what i did too i did that too yeah yeah actually so i I actually caught um you know i I didn't this wasn't in the blog post but i mean soon after um after sort of travel shut down i i I caught COVID myself back in march last year and um and i think you know at the at the time we didn't know that much about it and it it was a bit scary because i was i was quite sick i almost ended up in the hospital and i was i was really out of it for about three weeks. I had a constant fever for three weeks and I ended up, uh, you know, it probably took me a couple of months to re- recover sort of um, to the point where I felt healthy again. Um, but again, I think it, it's something that really gives you pause, right? And something that really makes you think and, and think about what really matters in life, right? Mm. And uh, and so, yeah, and, and, and after that, just like, sounds like you did too, I, I just made a decision like, you know, let's, let's take this opportunity now. And, mm. and I've spent the last year getting in the best, best shape of my adult life, at least, <laughs> you know, uh, getting rid of all my addictions, you know, uh, I only drink one cup of coffee a day now, which if, if you remember, right. I was, pro- I was probably impressive. up to six or seven a yeah. day at some point. <laughs> and, uh, and I feel, I just feel so much better for for it. Um, well, that's great to hear. Yeah. I, I think, I mean, a lot of uh so i read an interesting article the other day and i can't remember what the the i think i've mentioned it once before in the podcast but ultimately the 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 long and short of it was that being a tragic optimist is where you want to be you know being (laughs) optimistic but recognizing the challenges that people have faced and the challenge and that's why i really love the the tone of your 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 blog post because it it's it it recognized that and i think what you've just said also recognizes that it's like it is it's been a really shit time <laughs> but uh, for yeah. so many people but there are opportunities that will come out of this and there will be things that will be positive and my, actually my last podcast host who uh, uh sorry guest uh or, or in fact the one i just released today uh when we're recording this <laughs> uh richard gerber he talked about children and and the education system and he, you know he was talking about the impact of it, of it for them but yeah. he was saying actually the resilience and and and, uh, and 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 those elements that they will have learned through getting through something like this actually could mean there's a wave of innovation coming and a wave of really positive things coming in in sort of ten years time when they when they're in the workforce and you know in that position because they've they've kind of struggled yeah. through something really really challenging quite early in their lives and uh, and I think that's again there's there's reasons to be optimistic i i i don't want to be a blind positive like i don't want to be blindly positive and and just you know uh, frustratingly positive uh but i definitely want to try to help people to be optimistic and 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 hopefully inspire some people to take you know positive actions and positive uh, steps so, absolutely yeah i think yeah. that's uh, that's a that's a great attitude and i'm not surprised you have it so Matt, let's talk a bit about your your sort of competitive past as well because i know i know that you have been a sports guy uh, you're massively into to basketball i know that uh and uh I don't know that much about basketball. I have watched The Last Dance, which I think is amazing. And I have followed some some things about 
basketball, but I don't really know much about it. Um, but I want to hear a bit about your sort of competitive past and also how you've felt that within your career as well and how you've used any of those sort of parts of your competitive past within your career. Yeah, so I mean, I've always been hugely into sports. And I think, you know, when I was when I was a kid, I, I definitely experimented with lots of different sports. Um, and then I think sort of my mid, probably as a, I don't know, 13, 14 year old, I kind of settled for basketball. That became my thing, right? And uh, and uh, I I loved it and I was obsessed with it. You know, I played every day. Um, we played, um, I played in a league and I played in, in, in many different teams as we were moving around, but but it was definitely my passion. And, and you know, that's that's what I did even when other people were, you know, even when I was 17, 18, other people were going out partying, I was going going to play basketball. And that was, you know, me and my group of friends, that's what we thought was fun. It wasn't, it wasn't necessarily what, what everybody else was doing, but that's, uh, that's what kind of drove us. And so, so yeah, I, th I, I do think people that know me today might be a little surprised at sort of how competitive I am. And if you do put me in that sort of sports setting again, I, I it comes out for sure. And, uh, and, uh, reminds me that it's, it's still there. Um, but I would say I, I was never, you know, I, I tried a lot of different, different sports, but, but the one that appealed to me was the team sports. Uh, I was not into individual sports. You know, I, I played tennis and I, I, I badminton and, and things like this, but it never like that never caught my, my real passion. And it was a team sport and it was a team, team aspect of it. Um, you know, for me, like the, you know, winning was everything, but it was because of the team. I wanted to win for the team's sake. And if I won a, a tennis match on my own, it, it just didn't feel the same. Uh, I wanted to kind of share that with a, with a group of people. And, and so for me, it was all about the, the human interaction um, of being in a, in a team and, 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 and sort of the whole dynamics of that. And, and I think, I mean, I, you said, you know, how, how do you take that into, into your professional life? And, and I mean, to me, I mean, sports has taught me probably more about my professional life than anything else. And, and especially sort of that, how to build a team, how to, how to keep a team motivated, how to, how to challenge people in a, in a, in a positive way, um, how to give feedback. Um, you know, I went from being a player to being a, a coach. So I, I, I got sort of that coaching experience as well, which, which, you know, uh, as a young coach was really difficult. You know, I didn't really understand it's like, the psychology of, of, of different people yet, but I, you, you know, you learn very quickly, right? Not everybody's the same and you've got to reach people in, in, in uh, individual ways and, and people are motivated by very different things, right? And so I feel like that definitely, having that in my, in my youth at least, definitely sort of taught me a lot, a lot of lessons that maybe I didn't even realize I was learning at the time, but, but definitely sort of carried through to my professional life as well. And I think especially being a coach, I think made me a lot more comfortable being um, sort of a people leader later on. And uh, so, I mean, I think, I think sports is huge and I think it's, um, it's something that, that can really help you later on in life and as, for as long as you can do it. Unfortunately, you know, I had, you know, I ended up with a lot of injuries and I had, uh, you know, I think three to three back surgeries. So I, I kind of, my, my career stopped early. I wish I could have kept playing, but uh, I think when I was 18, 19, it was kind of over for me. But mm. um, so, but, but yeah, I mean, I still, I still remember those as some of the best, best times in my life being part of those teams and, 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 you know, still keep in touch with some of the people who were on those teams. And, and it's just such a bonding experience. And, and that's, I think something I've looked for uh, or looked to create everywhere I've been sort of professionally and, and, and create that sort of camaraderie and, and fun and, and, and a little bit of a competitive atmosphere as well in, in the teams that I've worked for and, and worked in and, and, and led as well. So, so definitely a lot of, you know, a lot of, a lot of parallels there or, or a lot of connections between, between that sports past and, and my current situation yeah i can totally relate to that i think the the team the team effort and, and a big part of sort of my theories around constructing a win you know when you when you build a strategy together and you practice that strategy you know in, in and you're practicing and you're sort of you know living in the training zone 
together with these these ca comrades you know almost you're going into battle together and you're looking after each other and there's all of that dynamic going on that's not yeah. seen on game you know not seen on game day it's just the execution on game day i think there's something very special about that i've always been um I've always been very, very biased when I'm when I'm hiring or interviewing people if they've played competitive team sport or or been in a orchestra or something like that or or you know a theatre production something like that because then you have to execute with other people and you have to have practiced the execution and, and build mm -hmm. the strategy and stuff and I find that for me I I also feel the same way I love that team element uh, and and I think you you demonstrate it as well in your leadership style you know you're very I think people who who know you and have worked with you will see you as this very very laid back type of manager but it's very clear that there's a lot of depth in in the way in which you communicate and and you you, you build strategy so I, I think that's yeah I, I definitely can confirm Matt has, <laughs> Matt has those skills <laughs> I think the other thing that's interesting about it right like so I mean if, if you're on a team and you know in, in a sport I think you also learn that you know you you play a role, right? You don't, you, you, you've got to learn that, you know, you know, to be the best team possible, everybody has to, has to play a role. Yeah. Um, you can't all do the same thing. You can't all be the star or you can't all take the last shot or you can't, uh, you know, you, you, you just need balance. Right. And I think that's a, that's an important lesson for, for, for the real world too. Right. Because, yeah. because at, at whatever stage you're at or whatever job you're in or whatever role you're doing you've got to you've got to think about how that fits into a, a greater whole and if, if uh, that's get, definitely something i think you learn in team sports too yeah if you get technical about it when you build a strategy which is going to be the strategy to win the game you're you've you know the the, the game you've either defined or or had defined for you you know the best strategy is going to involve a requirement of the best skills and talents to execute that strategy and that skills mm -hmm. and talents comes in lots of different forms for execution so that's where uh you know de developing those skills and talents is important but also recognizing as a, as the coach or leader which which ones you need to build to execute that strategy properly uh, yeah. i think it's really it's really interesting I, I, if you don't mind, I'd like to also talk a bit about. So, so one of the things I loved about Tours, uh, which is the part of the company that you and I worked most together in, uh, and that's the part that has mainly Americans and Canadians traveling all around the world, but lots of go to Europe. Um, when, yeah. when when Matt said there was lots of people on the road, it can be tens of thousands of travelers all over the place <laughs> just to give some clarity to the numbers Matt is talking about so when he says he gets a phone call and that we have to get all the people back to America that's many thousands of flight seats getting back to America in 48 hours or whatever it was that you had or maybe even less um, so just to give some context to the size of the operation that we're talking about here so Matt's uh, Matt's and I worked closely in that and I uh loved the uh, the part that i was doing uh for a long time which was working with the tour directors and the tour directors are a group of people who are independent contractors so they are not uh sort of official employees they work mainly in the summertime sometimes in the easter and sometimes some of them work year through but most of the volume comes in the holiday time uh and they're great great people they're just amazing so much positive energy such you know engaging uh and wonderful wonderful individuals and and pretty much all of them like they all have their own individuality but they're all just lovely people i, ho I hope you agree on that matt <laughs> i think you will absolutely <laughs> given that you still absolutely. work with them <laughs> but and and i've uh hopefully if there's any of them listening now they feel suitably complimented but i'm interested to know about uh your your sort of thoughts around empowering that team uh, you know them as a team of people who are essentially temporarily employed by the company you know it's not a permanent employee so you can't you haven't got leverage with them in the same way you would on a, on a standard employee you know who who sort of builds loyalty through the fact that they work for the company for 18 years for example uh, how do you feel about like how do you work around empowering them and 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 bringing them together as a team what are some of the things you you got you've thought of and you felt have worked well for you and for your teams yeah so i mean it's uh 
it's it's been honestly quite humbling um, to to have seen and 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 heard and felt how how our tour directors have responded to, to this this year and uh, you know it's been arguably tougher for them than than anybody else right this is yeah. this is their livelihood and 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 they are sort of independent contractors they run essentially their own business right and um, and their work just completely just stopped and they don't have a you know a permanent contract behind them that says you know you're still going to get paid tomorrow if if you're not working you don't get paid yeah. um so so obviously they uh, they were in a very precarious situation when this when this happened and and certainly as a company we wanted to do everything we possibly could to 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 continue to support them and and continue to to sort of engage with them um and at the time, of course, nobody really knew how long this was going to last, and, and and probably most of us didn't realize it would last this long. Um, and and so, so it it has been challenging, but but honestly, I feel like it's it's a lot of our conversations with them have been sort of you know you know them asking us how we are, and uh, you know that they're such they're such amazing people, and and you know this because you know you know so many of them, but. But they're also extremely resilient, and uh, you know these are, these are people who travel all around the world, and and uh, you know they tend to be a little bit more on the sort of free spirit side of things, and and they've come up with amazingly creative ways to keep themselves busy, um, you know whether that's you know teaching a language online um, to somebody across the globe, or or taking on you know. Um, you know, temporary jobs um, wherever they can find them, or or translating and, and and things like this, and and of course for some of them this is not their full time job, so they have the other jobs too. But it's but it's been incredible to see that. But but for us, of course, as a company, you know, losing losing that direct connection with them for over a year, you know, is, is a big risk. And and so we've we've definitely tried our best, um, and, and I think we've done a quite a good job of 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 really trying to stay in touch and and and. And and that's been through through bigger sort of updates on what's going on with us behind the scenes. It's been through individual meetings. It's been through sort of smaller group meetings. It's also been through sort of uh, coming up with ways um, to to continue to use them even in this situation. So I can give one example. We, um, you know, the, the the last product I was working for, which was Go Ahead Tours. Um, we came up with what we called online escapes. So, um, in the absence of being able to to go somewhere and and travel for real, we wanted to still take people to to different parts of the world and 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 have have an online experience with them. And and a lot of those were led by our tour directors. And uh, so, whether it was you know doing a, a tea ceremony in Japan or um, you know doing wine tasting in in Italy or or you know doing um, baking scones in England and and uh, and having a, an afternoon tea uh, with one of our tour directors. You know, we had tour directors from all over the world who took part in that, and and uh, you know we did it for a good cause. We we donated most of the profits to 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 charity, and and but it but it was also something that really helped keep our tour directors engaged, um, at least a, a selection of them, and keep some of our suppliers engaged. You know, we had a lot of our um, you know the core suppliers that we work with throughout the world also participated in this, and and it was it was really heartwarming to see that they they wanted to to step in and still be involved um, and 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 help us and 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 of course we tried to help them as well in in those scenarios, but but of course it's yeah it's it's tough and they can't wait to you know you know them again, <laughs> they can't wait to be out there. I mean their life is traveling, their life is showing the world to people and sharing their culture and their their experiences and 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 you know their their local places and and it's i can i can only imagine how tough this year must have been for them so i, I really feel for them for sure yeah me too and i didn't mean i did, sorry i didn't mean to drag back into the coronavirus stuff i was i was kind of more meaning around there you know empowering them as a, a, a but of course yeah it's i mean 
it, it must have been brutal, absolutely brutal for them. And, and my heart goes out to them as well, because as I said, they are such lovely people. And if you ever, anyone listening, if you ever get the chance to interact or meet or go and see or, go, you know, go to any of the major cities around the world and, and there'll be tour directors that please, like try your hardest to get in touch with an EF tour director because they are such wonderful people and and they'll they'll show you they'll show you around they'll be super proud of showing you around their hometown and and and, and all of that of course i know everyone listening to this right now is probably saying yeah. thanks nick we can't travel at the moment <laughs> <laughs> My wife but is... i also think like honesty is the key right like you've you've got to you've got to keep the communication going but you also have to be honest like yeah people can deal with it um and and you've got to you've got to tell them um what's really happening and yeah. and you you don't want to sugarcoat it not at not not at a time like this right like everybody just needs to have um honesty about it they need to know what we're doing uh, what we're planning and and i think that's that's also gone down very well that the fact that we try to do that and we try to keep them as up to date on everything that's happening as possible i think that's an interesting point actually and, and it's something i was i was thinking about just before it's kind of a lot of what you've said around the way in which you communicate and 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 about your leadership uh, experience and things, or trust uh, is is a key key word, and and building trust takes time. Losing it takes no time at all, uh, and and regaining it is difficult. And I, in fact, I've worked with the tour director. My work with the tour directors was something which was kind of an exercise in in trying to earn trust on a on a very controversial subject, which was their pay. Uh, which hopefully ended up being okay in the end, but at the time was very, you know, very difficult to earn their trust, I guess, or for a lot of them at least. But uh, I think trust is something which I've seen you earning consistently over time. And I think because you're sort of, you've been so consistent and you're, so, you know, you're calm and, and you're a you're stable leadership, you know, in in the way you do that. But I wanted to ask you a bit more broadly about trust as a business, because something i got very into when i was working with tours was the fact that there were a lot of the very senior managers especially on the sales side over in the states and canada who talked about um, a beautiful a beautiful um customer experience every time and i don't know if that's still a philosophy or still a part of what we you know what you guys do but it was definitely something which was talked about a lot. And I think talking about values, talking about mission and things is so important. And, and that was something I heard over and over again was, you know, this beautiful customer experience every single time, which which obviously fed through to the tour directors as well, but everyone in between as well. So every part of the staff who were organizing hotels, who were organizing activities, who were booking buses and all of that, everyone had that same kind of uh, purpose. Um, yeah. And I wonder... I guess my questions today are super long. Sorry, everyone listening. But I wonder, like, your thoughts around that and, and also the trust that that maybe brings in towards the brand or the, the products that you're selling. Because in the end, it's just, it is sales. But it was sales with such a nice purpose that it was kind of like, it didn't really, it didn't feel like bad sales, if, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I mean, I mean, selling selling travel is, is, is quite a nice thing to sell, right? Like, it's... Uh, it, it's something that people are very passionate about. It's something that, that most people or, or all the people that we deal with want to do. Uh, it's you're, you're selling more like the, when are you going to do it and how are you going to do it versus, versus are you going to do it? Like everybody, everybody wants to travel. Right. Um, so, so trust. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think it's, it's everything. I mean, if you want to be a successful company, you, you have to create trust with your, with your customers and, and, uh, and that's it's it's not an it's not an option. I think I think the way that we've approached it is is, is in a very personal way. And I think one of our you know we are a big company as you know, and um, but we're we're a big company that that tries to act small, and uh, and we really believe that, and we we try to make that come through at every level. And 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 I think what that means for us is is the personal contact with our customers. Um, so we. We do. Um, we try to make sure that every single time they have a personal interaction with us, it's it's with a person that they that that is trustworthy and that feels trustworthy and, and somebody that um, that is just a a nice person to talk to. And I think you know we we hire based on that. <laughs> and uh, as you know, like you know, uh, interviewing with 
with EF is is not your bog standard interview, right? Like you're you're not just going through your experience and your skills and and things like that. It's it's a lot about personality. It's a lot about your values. It's a lot about um, your experience and and your your sort of uh, your passion for travel and and for education. And and those things are actually way more important than than your education or your background or your your skills. I mean, you can you can teach people those those skills, but but you can't really teach them personality, right? And mm. and so so for us, I, I do think um, I think that permeate, permeates through. And 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 yes, the beautiful customer experience is you know things happen, right? Like it's it's travel. You know, you're gonna your bus is gonna be delayed at some point. You know, there's gonna be a restaurant or a meal that you don't like that much, right? It's it's uh, you know not every hotel is as good as good as the next one. But I think what you always get um, with us is is a is a tour director who's who's amazing. They're all amazing, and they're all very personable, and and uh, and is there to truly help you, and is and is there for the right reasons. And and um, and and I I think you get the same when you when you call and talk to us, and 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 that starts with you know with a culture and an internal culture. And um, if if everybody around you is like that, then you have you kind of have no choice but to be like that. Mm. And and I do think that that breeds trust because people sense that we care about them. Um, and 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 I, I genuinely think we do. And and you know, one of one of your old roles was actually taking care of people during emergencies and, and when when the the worst things were happening. And those are those are some of the moments when I'm when I'm sort of most proud of of, of working mm. uh, for EF and working in my roles because I do think we really go be a, above and beyond in those roles, um, and, and sort of in those situations. And and uh, I actually remember you and I spending a full night together once. Uh, <laughs> quickly finish the story. <laughs> it, it was the Paris thing, right? Yeah. Wasn't it? Sounds dodgy when you say that. <laughs> <laughs> A, a night in Paris. Yeah, I remember. We spent that. the whole night together on the phone. <laughs> on the phone. I think I was in. I was in Norway actually at the time, right? And I was. I was. I was at a party. Well, not party, but a, a get together, family get together in Norway. And I think you were. Where were you? I was in London. In London, right? Yeah, but uh, yeah. Uh, well. So we probably shouldn't tell this story because this is not the the one that... No, but, not the whole story. <laughs> both of us had to hand off to someone else because it was the middle of the night and uh, we both had been partying. <laughs> we and did, but we, we made sure, we oh made God, sure yeah. still that everything was running smoothly yeah. and, and, and we, we had great night. people behind us who, who were okay. helping, right? Yeah. And, no, I I I, uh, I always said that as well, and it's interesting as well because I've obviously talked a lot about EF, and and there would be it would be quite easy for me to be bitter, I suppose, about about having been let go by EF, but I'm not bitter at all, and I'm very proud of of what I did there because I think I I did some good work and worked I did work hard, uh, but I do I I think it's really interesting how everyone you meet from EF is like you know the people the people the people the people, and it's somehow the company I don't think it's unique as in i don't think it's the only company in the world that has this uh, i think when you're in ef sometimes it feels like it's the only company <laughs> but uh but i i do think it's very special in the sense of the the people that it, it manages to get together seem very like-minded and very positive but especially in in especially in the tours group i found you know there was a consistency across tours both sales and the production which which seemed to work really well and everyone seemed to be really bought into this sort of purpose and the sense of purpose, which I think for me really contributed towards that trust that you can build with with both the customers, but also the tour directors and, and all the staff. And and like you said, it's interesting that you so I'm not in there anymore, so I can sort of talk a bit more freely, I suppose. But <laughs> it's interesting because I worked in the travel industry before before EF uh, as a rep and as a resort manager and things. And uh you know, I see your defensiveness to well. Of course, things go wrong. Your bus is going to be late. I think, and it's the you know. But I, I, of course, things go wrong. And I've seen some of the worst things that can happen when I was a rep and things in you know in my travel industry days. Um, but then, as long as you're striving towards the most positive outcomes for the customer, I think that's and that's where the purpose comes. You know, if you're striving towards a beautiful experience for every customer, then 
the things that go wrong will be things which are less uh, you know more out of your control uh, at the time they go wrong um, and and the, the the basics you will tend to get more right if you have the purpose and everyone's focused on you know yeah. making sure that the basics are covered and, and they're done well um, so I think it's really I, I, I yeah I still am very positive about EF and you know I have nothing but good things to say about it I I like the new company I'm in as well and I'm working with a Windows company so I can talk, <laughs> talk about Windows if you like no I'm just kidding I'm not going to talk about that my boss listens to these uh, and he's also a former EFer so <laughs> oh well <laughs> so that's, I, that's great yeah, I've only jumped but... so far away from it <laughs> um, Matt I'd like to just uh, ask you a bit more about kind of your philosophy around winning as well and and not so much maybe winning but uh even just achieving achieving something special in life achieving goals or something amazing like i just wanted to get your thoughts around you know from your experience are there things which you think make people more likely to achieve something of you know of significance to them or or less likely and and are there particular traits or skills or or mindsets that you you think make a difference yeah so i, I guess i guess you said a key thing there like what's an achievement to them right so mm -hmm. i think it's you know when you talk about winning and achieving things i think it's it, it is a very personal thing right like it's um you know everybody has their own definition of of what success looks like or what winning looks like and and and, and what achievement looks like um so what's what's my philosophy on that i mean i think you know we, we talked about this a little bit before but i mean i think what's always made me me happy which is what what i sort of equate with with success um and is is to to work or, or or to to be to be in an environment where where I where I'm able to make other people feel like they're winning too. And mm -hmm. uh, and to me, it's it's never been about it's it's never been an individual thing. And uh, you know, early on, maybe yeah, it was basketball. But and and later, my professional life, it was my my team that I was working with. And and I. I certainly didn't feel like I was winning until my team felt like they were winning and, and until they felt like uh, they were achieving something. And, and so, and, and the same thing now, you know, my family, you know, uh, in life, you know, my, my, probably my primary goal right now is to make sure that my family's happy and, and, and taken care of and, and feel like uh, they're safe and, 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 and feel like they have a great future ahead of them. And, and you know, especially with my daughter, who's, who's nine now, um, you know, it's all about her. And I, I know you feel you're a family man yourself and you probably feel, feel similar thoughts, but it's, it, it is less about me and, and it's, it's more about them. So I guess, uh, you know, I don't know if that's a, a philosophy per se, but, but I've noticed that, you know, me, for me, like per pursuing just the personal thing is 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 not my thing right there's mm -hmm. got to be there's got to be other people involved in it and 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 i certainly you know if if i if my family's happy and content and and well looked after and and feel safe then then i feel like i'm winning um because that that's the most important to me and and, and at work it's the same thing if my team is is happy if they feel like they have a purpose if they feel like they're they're looked after and, and especially this year if they feel like they're you know safe i think that's that's a big win right mm. and uh and so um so yeah i think that to me it's it's really about the, the sort of the collective the collective win uh, is is the most important thing for me yeah i i love that i think the it's i've noticed i mean this is the 19th podcast i think i've done and there's something really consistent with the people i've <laughs> chosen to be on the podcast for whatever reason and the people that i get inspired by uh which is why i you know everyone i've invited is someone i've been inspired by and uh and it's really interesting that this almost i i can't think of a single one who hasn't had this sort of purpose of like somehow impacting lives of others being being a goal or or, or an, a, a sense of achievement to them or or win to them uh, you know whatever whatever definition as you said it's it's very personal but there's something seemingly linked 
to all of that and a lot of a lot of people who are coaches or have been coaches and and uh, you know who, who've done all that and get energy from that uh, i think it's i i, I totally yeah. i totally agree and i think it, it, you said i'm a family man as well yeah i mean for me I, I did tell you before and i've told a few of the guests actually before we go on the podcast but i might as well say it to the people listening as well one of the main reasons i do this podcast is actually that i'll leave behind some interesting conversations with people who inspire me for my kids and in the future maybe <laughs> they might be interested to listen to dad having long conversations <laughs> with people who he thought were interesting i hope they do listen to them but uh, you never know uh, you never know so uh, no i mean it's uh, it's it is great to 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 want to have that impact but i think also reflecting what you just said that goals and achievements definition of them change over time as well so you know your personal they are personal but they also can change and that's that's absolutely fine to have that uh, to have that uh, flexibility so yeah i guess last words of wisdom from you what advice would you give to to younger people now who are you know just coming into their careers uh and looking to try and set themselves up for success what would be your key? It sounds like a super old man thing to say, and you're not that old. But uh, I want to. I, I think you're 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 experienced enough, and you've got enough wisdom to to give some advice. So, shoot, Matts, this better be good. Oh gosh, <laughs> this is hard, right? How do you come across? How do you do this without coming across like you're you're, you're just the old guy? I, uh, I have no idea because I don't know how to do it. <laughs> Um, I would say just don't rush too much. And I think that's, that's, that's something, you know, when you're, when you're young, right, you, you want everything and you want it, you want it quickly. Right. Um, but the best things in life, they take, they take their, they take time, right? Like they take time to, um, to develop and, and, and to, to become something. And it's, and it's the same thing with your career. Right. And I think if you're, um, You've got to put in the the work first of all. You you know you know you don't get something for nothing. Um, so you've you've got to put in the the work. You've got to you've got to earn the trust um, over time. And and if you do things the right way, then then good things will happen. I, I mean I I have rarely seen somebody who is willing to put in hard work, effort, and and sort of put their you know their their soul behind it you know fail i i've i've rarely rarely seen that i've seen a lot of people fail who've who become frustrated after 6 months and think they're worth you know the next promotion or the next big paycheck and 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 are just just going at it too fast mm -hmm. and and so there's no um there are very few shortcuts you know you you've got to go through the steps and you've got to also realize that that you have things to learn and that you're not the complete thing. And, uh, you know, I was a little bit like that when I was younger too. Um, you know, I was, I was definitely less, less patient and, and, and probably a little, little bit cockier. And, uh, and I think most pe most younger, younger people are, but, but I, I do think um, I, I had people around me as well. I had some, I had some amazing mentors, um, which is, which has been a, a huge blessing in my, in my, at least my professional career, is that um, I've managed to find people who've, who've been able to sort of mentor me along along the journey, and and they've always kind of grounded me and and uh, reminded me that you know not everything happens quickly, and and you've you know you've got to put in the effort, and and the re reward will be there if you if you do that, and mm. and people will notice, and people will um, you know you'll you'll get there, but just don't. Don't rush it too much. Um, that that sounded like an old 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 person talking to. <laughs> oh, 
<laughs> no, it's great, Max. It's absolutely wonderful. I think it's it's perfect advice, and uh, and and yeah, I'm sure so, I'm sure people. Oh, I don't even know if I've got any young listeners, but uh, <laughs> I was going to say, yeah. Let's probably... see. Who knows who listens to these things? I know. I, I I we talked about it just before we started. I'm surprised anybody listens to 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 what anything I've got to say. So I I hopefully they're skipping through and getting to the interesting people that are talking on the other end. <laughs> but yeah. uh, but it, it is uh, it is a great pleasure to have talked to you matt and uh, and and to reconnect and uh, i i i i love you man is it you're such a great guy and you're such a you're such an inspiration so um uh, i i am so i told you before as well i i have a special uh i had a very special moment with you which i'm not going to share to the the public but uh, i had a very special moment with you which wasn't the night in paris and wasn't something uh, <laughs> uh, naughty but uh, you you no. you um supported me at a at a difficult time in my life and i am so grateful for that but also just generally grateful that i got to work with you and have some fun with you in in a in 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 the, the short time that we'd got to work together in the same country. And I hope that yeah. I'll get to Zurich at some point when there's, when the, yeah. when the airplanes start getting back in the air and polluting the skies again, uh, I hope to be, I'll on probably come to Norway. You know, I have family in Norway, so I'm going to come and visit you. You better. You better. Yeah. I'll be really upset if you don't come and visit us. Yeah. And, uh, and I'm sure my little girls will be absolutely amazed at, uh, Emma and, uh, it's Emma, right? Oh God, have I got, yeah. That? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm sure they'll be looking up to her and wanting to be 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 her so thank you so much matt uh any last words and any last things you wanted to say before we before we wrap up any any shout outs you want to give anything you want to promote <laughs> no i don't i'm not the promoter kind of guy i just want to say you know say thank you and and uh and uh thanks for having me i'm always surprised when somebody wants to wants to hear from, <laughs> from me i don't th i don't find myself that interesting but but hopefully, hopefully some of your listeners do. But uh, but it's nice to see it's nice to see you again. Mm -hmm. um, it's it's nice to uh, to connect again. And I think you know it it reminds me. You know I've been trying to. I realized a few weeks ago that uh, you know during during this last year, I think you know we've been very well connected with a with a smaller group of people. But that group has got a little bit smaller. And and there's people out there that. Um, that it's it's important to reach out to them right and, and and keep those friendships alive because in a normal year you probably run into people and uh, you know you you go somewhere and you you know you know you have friends there and you go and see them but but now you have to make a little bit more effort and i i appreciate you reaching out to me and i it's been it's been really nice to talk to you and and, and connect again so so thank you very much for that. Awesome. So if you're still listening right now, give us a thumbs up. <laughs> give Matt some love. Go, go write a comment somewhere or send him a message or just generally give him some love. Go and like that uh, post that I'm going to link of his blog post on the, on the site. Thank you so much, Matt. Uh, guys, I'll see you in the next podcast episode. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thanks, Nick.